0: Hello, Craig with Evoke Bike. Uh, just wanted to share a coaching call that I had with one of my athletes, athletes uh, Doug Frencheck out of Texas. Been working with Doug for a couple of years now. He came uh, as a new novice, novice racer and, uh, you know, had a few races in 2020, but with COVID, not enough. And then in 2021, He had a smash year, um, went from a four to cat one and is now in kind of his, I'd say his third, second full season, um, but third year of, of, of racing and, um, came out with a big win, uh, at La Primavera, Lago Vista, uh, down in Texas with a big, uh, P one, two field. And, um. You know, interesting with with Doug. You know, coming out so strong so early in the season. You know, the first thing maybe a concern of of um, you know too too much too soon. Is he going to be able to maintain this fitness throughout the season? And the answer to that is he certainly will be able to maintain actually improve fitness because. Um, you know, digging back and looking at some of his numbers over just say the last 90 days, 55% endurance, uh, 14% tempo. And we've only done a little, we've done less than 5% of FTP or higher uh, intensity in his training in the last 90 days. And before that would would even be less. So uh, it is March and he is fast. He is strong. But the way we've built uh, built the foundation throughout the winter, there to me, there's no concern about um, him being overtrained or, or too hot right now. In fact, I think he's just going to get stronger, get faster um, as the summer and the and the meat of the season. Gets closer, so you know. Oftentimes, we talk about CTL and and intensity, and and should I be doing VO two max? I've been doing too you know too much endurance. When when should I start hitting it hitting it harder? Um, You know, be patient. Be patient. Continue to build, um, and don't pay so much attention to CTL. It is important, but it's not paramount to how sharp and how fast um, you are at that moment. It's just one indicator. And Doug and I get into that just a little bit, um, because he had, I'd say a bit of an obsession about CTL when we first got started. Then he had huge concerns when he saw that that number going down, going down, going down. Um, but yet once the results started rolling in, um, I think he felt more and more comfortable that, okay, CTL is just one thing, but it's not everything. So we talked a little bit about that. It's an, it's important because it's something that is a recurring, um, topic of conversation with people I talk to. Um, and it's, it, again, it's just one indicator, um, you know, more importantly, is the communication that you have with your coach about how you feel with different workouts, and that is an indicator of how much more workload you can take on um, at that time, more so than where your CTL is or TSS or or whatever. The, again, those are just part of the equation. The most important part is your communication with your coach um, and telling them where you're at, how you're feeling. Uh, fatigue levels, uh, ability to finish workouts, uh, you know, strongly or barely or not finishing them uh, at all. And why that's, that's the most important um, data that a coach can have when um, evaluating current situation and current fitness uh, with, with the athlete and and where to take them next. So here's a conversation with Doug. I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on that and, and, how we got to this point. It isn't because we're out smashing um, VO2 intervals six, eight weeks ago. We've been very conservative. Um, I consider myself a very conservative coach. I do not want athletes getting burnt out, getting uh, over fatigued, getting sick, getting injured. So I take things uh, pretty conservatively. And I think um, 55% endurance and 15% tempo over the last 90 days is um, is appropriate this time of year and um, you know uh, you can you can hear how the, the results are here in our conversation with Doug. What's up man? Hey how's it going? Good. Congratulations on the big win last weekend. Yeah it was a uh, man it was an
1: awesome weekend I uh, didn't expect I mean I felt pretty good going into it um, with the stacked field I didn't really expect the uh, to win the GC, but the team worked good together and we came out on top. We didn't get a, a stage win, but um, one third, and I was able to get back to back fourths.
0: Cool. So La Primavera Lago, it was called?
1: Yeah, La Primavera Lago Vista. It's in uh, about Austin, Texas. Super hilly course, about 6,500 feet, climbing for uh, 80, 80 to 85 miles. so...
0: Man, it's nice to get such a good result this earlier in the year. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, day one was a little, uh, honestly felt like a group ride, maybe like the first five laps in. It was super chill. Um, but when it was hard, it was it was hard. When it was easy, it was pretty easy. Um, it was, uh, we did the same course, but from day two, but uh, it was more of a long, steadier climb. And then about straight down the other end, you're hitting about 55-ish miles an hour each lap, you know, in a big group, so uh, it was pretty good. A teammate got off in a break the last uh, th- three laps or so, and I was pretty confident he was going to do um, pull it off, but he ended up uh, getting the dreaded cramps coming into the sprint, and uh, got picked and ended up taking third. Uh, I had one more teammate left in the – the chase group with me and he just told him to sit on the front and just keep it pinned and uh it was a big cross headwind coming into the finish and I knew everyone would kind of be to the right um trying to stay sheltered and I took a risk on coming to the left because I didn't want to be boxed in
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as soon as one of the bigger name guys took off I just hopped on his wheel and instantly was coming around him I was like all right here we go and uh at the end to the it's a real steep climb, punchy climb to the finish. A truck actually. Uh, we were catching a truck that got on the course to the finish, and he ended up stopping like right on the finish line. We're flying towards him, and so me and the, the second leader truck, and it was a big old argument who got it, but uh, it the sprint to me, so which wow. helped because Sunday. Same thing, it was, uh, a field was just shattered, Uh, people just dropping each lap, climbing that gigantic hill, teammate, uh, him and I were left, he got third the day before, and there's about five, six of us left, I told him to stay on the front again, and strung it out, and I came around, and this day it wasn't even uh, a a question, I think I won the sprint by like 25 feet at least, or something,
0: so. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty, the same course both days,
1: yes, sir. But yeah, just backwards.
0: Oh, okay, all right, they just
1: do it in reverse, which makes it a completely different race because sure. you can see from the power profile, it's like 600 watts up that climb every single lap.
0: Yeah, it's like a mega
1: crybaby hill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How did your other teammates uh fare? Uh, I
1: think me and my the teammate Evan that uh placed third. Our fitness is pretty high right now, early in the season, I think. And um, one of my teammates, Kyle, um, he stayed in there the first day and led me out. The second day, he lasted a good way. But we knew that Evan and I burned their matches earlier in the race trying to preserve us mm-hmm. and chasing down early moves and uh, trying to protect us and, and all that to set us up for the end to take, you know, do what we can.
0: Cool. How, um, so tell me about your new team.
1: So I'm racing for uh, United cycling this year. Um, we actually, it's a women's and men's team. Um, we're a domestic elite team this year. Um, I made the switch as my teammate and friend Kyle, he, uh, was making the switch. And so it's a person I ride with a lot and I'm close with, so decided to take a chance and jump over with these group, this group of guys. And, uh, so far so good coming out of the first big race with the GC. So
0: cool.
1: Um, I think it'll be a good year. Um, we have a lot on the calendar and uh, team camp was awesome with these guys. We went to Malibu, California, out in the Santa Monica Mountains, and had a huge week like forty-two thousand feet climbing, uh, twenty-six hours, four hundred fifty miles. So coming this week after rest week, it uh, was like perfect timing. Fitness was good.
0: Yeah. What's the connection with Malibu with, with this, with the team? Cause this is the second year you've done that, right?
1: No, it was actually my first time out there. We've gone to Tallahena, Oklahoma. Uh, um, I think like October, November last year. And that was cool, but um, Malibu, nothing really connected. It's just uh, one of the best places in the world for, for, for cycling. I mean, I, I knew it was awesome, but man, after going out there and, seeing the beautiful views and the long time and the roads, the pavement, everything was just like, you can't ask for anything better. The descents, which I'm a huge descender. I love from the moto thing. Uh, I love just ripping the downhills and pretty cool. I got actually uh, like pretty close to some of the KOMs on the descents with them, and It's just stacked with world tour riders. So yeah. it's pretty cool to be right there with them on that aspect of uh, cycling. But
0: that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm from California, but I, I've, I've never ridden that far south. Dude, make a trip it down is sometime.
1: unreal. Like, I was just shit grinning everywhere. I was moving on. It was just, like, so beautiful. And you just see cyclists. everywhere, were big teams and um, awesome coffee shops. And just everything was just yeah. super cool there.
0: Well cool scene. Nice. Oh, yeah. So how you how you feeling about about your fitness? I mean, obviously coming out of the gate, um, you know, some people might be a little concerned to be so hot in, you know, here we are, the early part of March. But you did that last year too. You came out swinging real fast February, March and and maintained it all the way through. You know, we had to do some adjustments along the way, but I mean, how you feeling right now?
1: Honestly, I feel like we're in a really good place. Uh Coming through off-season, uh, we kind of kept the intensity low. We did a lot of zone two um, and uh, gym work. Uh, really, first time, I've always kind of been in the gym, but I've never really done, like, I guess, leg days and stuff. I always just kind of went to the gym for upper body back in college and stuff. And So it was cool to get in there doing the Olympic lifts and um, really building strength. And we kept doing that through the off-season um, Kind of getting bored, I'm like, oh, we just keep doing this. And I've seen other people doing some more high intensity stuff. But um even still up until camp, we just were cruising doing uh some tempo and stuff like that. So when it was we went and did uh the first 20-minute test uh at camp, I was just like blown away with what I was able to do. I held 372 for 20 minutes and coming off at the end of last season, I mean my number was like 339. So over 30 watt increase just in the off season. Um, and I honestly felt like I left a little bit there. Uh, we were supposed to do it as a team, uh, one 15 second increments to kind of have a rabbit's chase, but, uh, three of us got a, took a wrong turn and lost the team. So we ended up doing it by ourselves after a huge eight mile climb. So uh, I was really impressed with, uh, the fitness then. And, uh, I think we're just going to keep going up, uh, doing some more threshold intervals and working more towards the intensity. I think it's just going to keep getting uh, a little better. So yeah. I'm really excited for the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not concerned at all. Like, obviously that's a huge, you know, it's a big number to put out. What are you, we're coming in at what, maybe 162, 163 right now, pounds.
1: Yeah. Right about 160, to 165. In there, just yeah. And
0: they're fluctuating. And you know, knowing you're a sprinter, so to have that big of an FTP, you know, working on that over the, over the winter with all the base, you know, I know we're going to get into some higher intensity stuff, um, you know, so I expect, you know, to, to sharpen things up and, and I'm going to be a little less concerned about your FTP number here in the next eight weeks um, and more concerned about getting, you know, really sharp race ready to finish races off. Cause that's where you're going to win. You know, I mean, your FTP is going to get you where you need to be, but it's going to be your sprint. That's going to, that's going to make you win races.
1: I was surprised on Sunday, even without really any sprint work or high intensity uh, at the end of 84 grueling miles, I still hit uh 1340 or something. And like 1130 for 12 seconds for the, that, uh, end sprint. So I was pretty surprised.
0: Yeah. With, with, so- with no work. I mean, that's not, you know, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, it's more about sharpening and, and just kind of getting, getting ready because that's just, yeah. I mean, Hey, that's just a genetic gift that you have. It's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna just go away. Cause you're not training it, but it just needs to be, you know, resharpened and, and race ready. So that's. Yeah,
1: to you over the off season about last year, majority of the year i was sitting around 172 to 174 most of the year and i mean i felt fine i felt lean really the only thing i can think that i changed I, well i was I, I was drinking wine and a beer here and there but i kind of pretty much cut that out completely maybe you know once a month i'll, I'll uh, have a beer or margarita or something but uh really just loading up on the carbs like Brendan was you really getting in his videos about how much you take in. I started thinking about it. and I'm like, I was honestly treating my rides as just almost like not eating as much. Maybe a gel here and there, a clip bar here and there. But then it's like once I started really doing the 90 grams of carbs an hour, just, I mean, gels and blocks and clip bars and nutrition in my bottles. And then when I get home, I'm eating a huge bag of rice with chicken and just literally everything I eat is carbs. It's on. It's done like the opposite of what I thought, like the weight's just been shedding off me now, and uh, I'm so much leaner, and uh, have more energy, recover quicker, um, not as sore at the time I feel like, and then the next day, I'm ready again, most of the time, besides the gym legs here and there, but yeah. uh, so that those couple of things I think have helped a lot, being 10 to 12 pounds lighter this season, and... 30 40 higher ftp yeah quite the combination (laughs) quite
0: the combination yeah man super exciting um with the with the 90 grams 90 grams an hour um or how how are you tolerating that okay on the bike
1: i feel fine i'm not, not probably not every single hour i may not be hitting 90 but i try to do a gel Uh, it's just 22 grams and then a thing of blocks it's like 25 and 25 so that's 50 so just a gel and a thing of blocks you're at 70 whatever and then I use uh some carbs in my drinks that's 80 carbs per bottle so if I'm drinking one of those also in a three-hour ride I'm easily hitting 80-ish in there and I feel like I could just keep going your body's fueled you're not I noticed once you get that little hunger feeling or the thirsty feeling, it's like, yeah, it's hard to come back from. So if you keep that away. And I mean, it's just like throwing logs on the fire. You can keep going.
0: Yeah. We were, we were, um, you know, Patrick Wally shared a, some, some notes yesterday that we were just kind of bouncing around talking amongst ourselves uh, as coaches about, you know, potentially pushing that to 120 grams. Um, you <laughs> know, obvi- obviously every person's different. Um you know size and and tolerance and all that stuff but you know if you if you've locked in 90 pretty well you know maybe go for 100 and see how how you do you know you just don't want the the stomach distress and that sort of thing to start negatively affecting your performance but if if you can maybe squeeze in another 10 grams in an hour I mean give it a try while while you're training you know
1: yeah for sure I think that's what got me this weekend it's just making sure i wasn't hungry if i wasn't thinking about it i think i went through my wife was feeding me every lap or whenever i needed so i was getting fresh bottles the whole time and i think i went through six bottles and five gels and three blocks and a cliff bar and an 80-mile race (laughs) so yeah i was pretty fueled no cramp issues and felt good so
0: good good yeah it was it was interesting i was going back and looking at when we first got started, which was late 2020. And um, you know, your your CTL was up at like one high 120s, 130. And and I remember uh our conversation about just kind of we, we backed backed off some of the intensity and the well more of the duration at that time, but um you were actually racing with CTL below a hundred last year in the eighties and nineties. And obviously you went, you know, you moved up through the, through the ranks, had a hell of a year. Um, you know, this year I think you're probably at like a hundred right now. I guess my point, my point of mentioning that is everybody gets wrapped up on, on CTL and really it, it, it it's just one, one thing to look at, but it's not the only thing for sure.
1: One hundred percent.
0: I mean, how do you feel with the volume and intensity that you're at now? You know, prior to when you and I started working together.
1: I mean, much, like you said, I think it was like one twenty-seven or one thirty. And I mean, I'm nowhere. I don't think near as strong as I am now compared to when it was there. Uh, yeah, I do think people and even me sometimes you get wrapped around that number. You see it going down, you need to train more or this or that, but. Honestly, I feel like it's so much, it's like the opposite. Like when you come down, I think it's because, you know, you maybe need the rest so you can build back up more and uh, try not to get just so wrapped around that number.
0: Yeah. Because uh, more
1: how you feel on the bike and, and stuff, I think is more important. And it definitely is showing in results as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a, as a coach, you know, I appreciate your putting notes in on the rides because like you said knowing how you feel about a ride or feel after a ride is way more um way more informative to me than just looking at data and numbers and and i'm able to massage future workouts much more accurately based on how you're saying you're, you feel <laughs> For sure.
1: I got that from Brennan. He actually, when I started, he's like, I don't care what it is, just put something in there (laughs) each ride. So sometimes I feel kind of dumb putting something in there, but I'm like, all right, whatever, just something. Just, I mean, and it does make sense when you're going through it, you're just looking at numbers and lines. You don't know how I'm feeling or my legs have felt or if that was hard or easy for me. So, yeah, it's good to put that in so you can kind of get a better idea of where I'm
0: at. Yeah. And I mean, it's especially true with, with, uh, with some of the newer cyclists that I'm working with that um, I don't really know where they're at, you know, and getting a feel and a vibe. And and even after working with you for, you know, a couple of years now, um, I still need to know those notes and, and hear that feedback just to make sure we're totally dialed in on, on mm-hmm. where we're going. So, yeah, especially
1: like after a, a gym day, sometimes, man, I'll do a gym day and it'll take me four or five days. If those workouts are a big struggle, you know, uh, trying to get them done. So it's good to at least relay that information to see how the body's reacting.
0: For sure. So what's, um, what's next on the calendar? I think we've got a race coming up in four weeks.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a, uh, it's a dogwood Omnium. Um, it's I think two days of skirt racing. Um, they're gonna be like this triple crown thing, which is like three different race weekends together, and the leader um team winning team for the whole thing gets a huge prize money. So I think we're gonna um, my next big race that I really would like to do well at is uh Crockett. Um I've done it twice before. I did it as a, a cat five and I had great success then. I did it as a cat three and won the overall GC and uh I want to do it again. This year is now a Cat 1, and I think my teammate Evan or I could uh, have a strong chance of winning the overall um, GC. He's a super good time trialist and overall strong rider. Um, I've been working on the TT, and my power is coming up, so um, I got a sweet factor slick TT bike, and it's pretty decked out, and I got a fit on it. and been trying to whip it out about once a week or so, and Feeling comfortable and positions good. So uh kind of curious to see how that goes. I got second in the cat three TT last year, so we'll see. Uh if I can get a good time in there. I'm a good crit racer and I can hang in on the road. So I think we have a good chance at uh at winning that. And that'd be awesome. It's a big Texas race, so
0: yeah, cool man. Yeah. Um we'll uh we'll take a look and make sure we'll keep, uh, keep things rolling along. But man, I was super pumped to see you pull the W out on that, on that, uh, on that weekend event. Wanted to get you on the horn and talk about it a little bit and, you know, Hey, congratulations, man. That's, that's a big one to start the season. Definitely. So, all right, Doug. Well, Hey, I appreciate the time and, um, you know, we'll keep, keep rolling along here. And, um, yeah, just keep things going. Congratulations on the quick start and, and with the new team and everything. They, they got to be pretty happy with, with how things started. For the season. Yeah, we definitely
1: uh, made a statement first race and I think uh, maybe lit a fire into some of the guys' butts on our team. And it's kind of good that we're all not just good fitness in early season. So I think it's good that a few of us have – higher fitness right now, that way not everyone may, may or may not be burnt out later, so we have some other guys that may be shining here in the next uh, couple months, so yeah, really looking forward to the season, and continue to work with you, and uh, it's it's been great, It's yesterday I was doing my intervals, and I was thinking, when we started, I was just stoked, still at the 300 watts for 20 minutes, and now, well, yesterday, I mean, I was just cruising tempo at 300 watts, three by twenty two and it was just I was just laughing in my head like how easy it was and how hard it was before. So it's uh it's been an awesome ride with you and uh I'm excited for what the season has in store.
0: Yeah man me too. I appreciate the confidence and and working you know working with you. So Sweet. Yeah, keep it going. All right, Doug, we'll talk soon.
1: All right man, take All it
0: man. easy. Yep, see ya.